A reading from the Book of Wisdom. Resplendent and unfading is wisdom, and she is readily perceived by those who love her, and found by those who seek her. She hastens to make herself known in anticipation of her desire. Whoever watches for her at dawn shall not be disappointed, for he shall find her sitting by his gate. For taking thought of wisdom is the perfection of prudence, and whoever for her sake keeps vigil shall quickly be free from care, because she makes her own rounds, seeking those worthy of her and graciously appears to them in the ways and meets them with all solitude. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. my light and my salvation, of whom should I be afraid? Of whom should I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom should I be my light and my help, whom should I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, before whom should I shrink? The Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom should I be afraid? One thing I ask of the Lord, for this I long, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom should I be shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Hope in him and take heart. Hope in the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom should I
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, about those who have fallen asleep, so that you may not grieve like the rest, who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, so too will God through Jesus. Bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Indeed, we tell you this on the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will surely not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself, with a word of command, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God will come down from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, console one another with these words. The word of the Lord. and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The wise ones replied, No, for there are not enough for us and for you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. 
While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came. and Those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. And how are you? We are very blessed. In November, of course, we focus on the end, the beloved dead, but also on our passing. We, at the end of this month, we have Christ the King, and then December, we start all over again. So in the seasonal year, liturgical year in the church, this is when we start focusing on the end. And so Paul begins with this verse of hope and talking about those who have died. And he says, we do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, about those who have fallen asleep, who have died, so that you may not grieve like the rest who have no hope. Thank you for the five of you who paid attention. So, that have no hope, that we're not called to grieve, huh? And so we're called to be people of hope. Now, for us who are Christians, people get hope mixed up all the time. They think it's just being an optimistic person. You know, like, I hope it's not going to snow today. We're in Erie. Could happen. Or I hope that I'm going to win a million dollars Or I hope that Father Larry speaks short today. Whatever it happens to be, this is not what we are talking about when we talk of hope. Christian hope is the promise of God and believing in that promise. So again, when a person dies and we go to the uh, cemetery, I always sit there and we have our book there and we talk about the sure and certain hope that this person will rise again. That which sure and certain that everyone's going to rise again, correct? Everyone. I don't care. You know, people that want to uh, say I can't take uh, life anymore and they off themselves. You're still going to live forever. There's no way out of it. The problem is whether you live happily forever or miserably forever. But we're all going to get our lives back. That's the promise of God. Whether it's in heaven, whether it's in hell, let's pray it's all in heaven. But we need to be these people of hope. And I think that, again, as I just did a parish mission for this past week down in Missouri, Cape Girardeau, way down at the bottom of uh, Missouri on the Mississippi River. And we talked about, as always, about at the last night, because we pray for healing. And so we anoint the people, and I always ask the people, so what's the greatest healing? And they all say, spiritual. And I go, no, the greatest healing is death. And they all go, oh, we don't want that one, huh? But again, if heaven's everything we say it is, who's the one most blessed? The one that dies at five or the one that dies at 95? Five. But we don't see it that way, even we who follow Jesus. Because we don't have that sure and certain hope. We kind of, well, it's hope. Uh-uh. Jesus promised you. He gave us a promise today when we received the Eucharist. He says, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, 
you will live forever. Now, is he a liar? I don't think so. So we got to live in this hope. And that means we're not constantly focused on whether am I going to make it, whether I'm not going to make it. I don't know. I don't think so. Well, Father, I don't want to be presumptuous. We're not presumptuous. Presumptuous is thinking we're going to make it on our own. That's very presumptuous. You will be in hell. We know that when we make it, it's because of Jesus. It's what Jesus did for us. It's his promise. It's not ours. And so that's where hope comes from. And again, the best way when you look at this, again, as I always use the analogy when I'm doing a mission, is that if you think about your mother, think about her. If she's here, take a look at her. Take a look at your mama. And if she's not here, just think about her. If she's in heaven, think about her. And think about her belly. And think about that you were inside another human being for nine months. Think about it. When she went to the bathroom, you were there. And you loved it in there. You know, you didn't breathe air. You breathed embryonic fluid. It was dark. And But everything you got came from your mother. Your food came from your mother. Your sustenance came from your mother. Your life came from your mother. Everything came from your mother. And you did not want to come out. And when you did come out, you came out screaming. Does anyone want, anybody want to go back into their mother? Peter? No, I wouldn't think about it. No, we don't want to go back there. But we were very happy there. It's all we knew. We are in the womb of God. Huh? Doesn't make God a woman. It's an analogy. And so we can feel God. We can experience God. Everything we have comes from God. But we can't see God until we're born to eternal life. That's why we have the saints' feast day is the day they died because that was the day they were born to eternal life. So as we focus on this, we need to be people that have this hope that Christ is faithful to us and he will remain faithful. But then we go to the gospel. In the gospel, we see about the virgins and the wise ones and the not-so-wise ones. huh? And when the bridegroom comes, they weren't ready, and so they're locked out. And so, that has to do, of course, with death, that we always got to be ready to go. Now, we can't do this for other people. That's why the virgins couldn't share their faith, their love, their uh, hope in the bridegroom or our hope in the bridegroom, the only thing we can do, as we talked about last week, is pray for people to get there, to be open to it. So when the time comes, but I can't give my faith to you. Can't do it. Can't give my love to you. Can't give my hope to you. I can pray for you to get there, but you have to respond to the gift of grace by God that's given to you. Huh? We can't Take that and give it to somebody else. And that's what's happening here. Give us some of your oil. Give me your faith. Give me your hope. Give me your love. I can't. You have to get it yourself. You have to respond into this intimacy with Jesus and desire it. And again, the way we are always prepared, as I've told you at least a million times, some of you should always be able to give my homilies. We're called to do the will of God. Every day. 
And if you and I are doing God's will every day, that means before we even start the day, we ask Jesus, why did you give me another day of life? What do you want me to do with this day that you gave me? Because I have plans, you know, God. Like today, I'm going to go out and I have some crown molding I got to cut for the top of my cabinets. I'm getting ready and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I have my day planned. But what if God said to me today, he didn't say anything specifically to me about this this morning, but hey, Larry, I want you to do something else today. Like my stepfather thinking about putting him into hospice. And so I says, I'm going to go home tomorrow to be with him. But let's say the Lord puts in my heart, no, 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 you need to go today. Then I go today, even though I had plans. Again, are we living our lives in such a way that the only thing I'm doing is what God wants me to do? Period. So that when he calls me home, I'm ready. Because I received his grace. And I always did what he wanted me to do, the best of my ability. And again, we're sinners, we all fall. But is that your desire to do his will? Is that what you're trying to do every day by getting up and saying, I will do whatever you tell me to do. I exist today to please you. And when you and I desire to do what he wants us to do and to do his will and to please him, we receive that grace that he has given us And the promise that we will live forever. And so we're always people of hope. You got it? You get it? You're going to live it? May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen. Let us stand.